0: Blue Wire. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. Jackson checks it himself, look at him, dark back and forth, oh, he broke his ankles, he is Houdini. Watson stays on his feet, throws on the run, touchdown, Watson, a magician. Oh, winds it up, wide open is Hill. how quick was that? Welcome to another episode of the My Sports Update Football Podcast. I am your host, Ari Merov, and here we are. Free agency has happened, is happening, so much has gone down. Tom Brady is a buccaneer. Who would have thought? We've had a bunch of trades going on. DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, DeForest Buckner, among others. A lot has happened in the NFL, and we are going to talk about a lot of it here on this week's episode. We also have Greg Allman, who covers the Buccaneers. He will join the podcast to talk about Tom Brady joining Tampa Bay and all the other stuff going on with the Buccaneers. And to be honest, recording this episode is a bit weird. I mean, there is something... So much bigger going on around us in the world with the coronavirus. Life is just different, and it really started to set in for me at least last week after I recorded an episode with Field Yates of ESPN. Literally a few hours after that, that is when the NBA decided to suspend their season. And then, uh, you know, March Madness was canceled, the NHL was suspended, the MLB was postponed, and a bunch of other leagues did the same. And that is when I realized at least that this is much bigger and far more serious than any of us really imagined. Schools are shutting down, restaurants are basically closed, and so on and so on. It's kind of crazy what we're living in right now, but the NFL... Going back to football, they decided, along with the NFLPA, to keep the schedule as is. I know plenty of people in the NFL wanted to push off free agency, push off the start of the league year. They felt that it is not a right time to do it when there is such a, a big thing going on in the world, in the entire country with the coronavirus. But they went on with it specifically because you know, who knows if we push it off two or three weeks, who knows if anything will actually be solved, if the coronavirus might actually get worse than what it is right now. So let's just get over it now have free agency happen, let these players sign their new contracts, have these teams spend and fix up their rosters. And that is exactly what happened. So here we go with the MySports Update football podcast. We're going to try to record this. It's going to be tough to talk about the NFL again when such a big thing is going on in the world, but we're going to do it. So here we go with the MySports Update football podcast. So we're going to start here with the quarterback market and we talked about it for weeks and months leading up to free agency and the first domino fell with Ryan Tannehill re-signing with the Tennessee Titans four years and 118 million dollars and it became clear about a few days before that the Titans were not going all in for Tom Brady. They were actually never really interested in Tom Brady. They wanted to keep Ryan Tannehill, after seeing what he did last year, coming in for Marcus Mariota, leading the Titans on that winning streak, getting to the AFC Championship game, the teammates like him, and the locker room just liked him, and they decided to put all their chips in the middle for Ryan Tannehill, re-sign him to this large deal and he is going to be the quarterback for them now and the future instead of bringing in a 43-year-old Tom Brady, bring in a 31, soon-to-be 32-year-old Ryan Tannehill, and let's keep the band together in Tennessee with Derrick Henry, who was franchise-tagged, and let's continue to try to build something special in Tennessee. That is a decision that Mike Vrabel and John Robinson decided to make. Instead of going after Tom Brady, who they know very well, let's keep Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and continue to build on what we have here in Tennessee. After that, we got two moves that were really expected. It was Dak Prescott being franchise-tagged by the Cowboys and Drew Brees returning to the Saints on a two-year deal worth $50 million. Nothing shocking there. We expected both of those moves to happen. The first big quarterback to change teams in free agency was Teddy Bridgewater leaving the Saints to join the division rival Panthers on a three-year, $63 million deal. And this has a lot of ramifications. First of all, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, the new coaching staff, in carolina joe brady specifically he knows teddy bridgewater from their days together in new orleans it is important to mention that because with coronavirus going on right now across the country we are not going to have off season programs and it's possible we won't we won't even have training camp And since Brady and Bridgewater know each other, at least Bridgewater knows a little bit of what is expected in this playbook. What this offense is going to look like. The verbiage in in the playbook. That is important to note. So Bridgewater is going to come in and he knows at least what to expect in this offense. Secondly, and... Something that at least surprised some fans is that Cam Newton is no longer going to be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They are going to move on. Whether it is in a trade or they are going to cut him, that is yet to be seen. But the former number one overall pick is going to be with a new team in 2020. And Cam Newton did not want this to happen. He made that clear on social media. He did not want to be released. He does not want to be traded. He wants to stay in Carolina. And the Panthers are kind of saying... We don't want you. That is basically what is happening here. Too much injury concern, and what will happen to him is a big question mark. No real teams have really come forward, or nothing has been reported as to which teams want Cam Newton. I mean, the Chargers might make sense, the Bears might make sense, but we haven't really heard much really heard much about that so we will see what happens there. The next big quarterback move happened in Indianapolis. The Colts are signing quarterback Philip Rivers to a one-year deal worth $25 million. He will be the quarterback next season and for the first time in a long time Philip Rivers will have a real offensive line in front of him. For a quarterback who is not mobile having an offensive line who can actually protect him is very, very important, and he is going to have that in, the, in Indianapolis. And in last week's episode with Field Yates, we talked about how the Colts just make too much sense. Nick Sirianni and Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator, head coach in Indianapolis, they were together with Philip Rivers in San, in San Diego, and people you talk to will tell you that those three guys get along really well, so now they're all back together with the Colts. So that leaves us with Tom Brady, the biggest name of them all, and on Tuesday morning Tom Brady announced on his Instagram that he was going to move on from the Patriots and sign with a new team. He announced that on Instagram, on Twitter, and he did it in a way that was very odd to me at least because on Twitter he 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 put a caption of, Forever a Patriot. And then there was a picture with a message to Patriots fans which said he was leaving. If you're forever a Patriot, you should be resigning with the Patriots. Um, That's the way I look at it, but he's going to play with a new team in 2020, which means he is not forever a Patriot. But anyways, the two teams that had most interest in Tom Brady were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Buccaneers had the advantage in a way because Tom would stay in the East Coast and that was one of the main reasons why Tom eventually chose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are so many factors that go into this. First of all, we just said East Coast, but now he gets to join a team that has real real offensive weapons we're talking about mike evans and chris godwin both these guys were voted to the pro bowl last year and just so you understand i know people consider it to be a popularity contest but the pro bowl only votes four wide receivers right two of them were bucks on the first on the first Round, right? First round of voting, two of them were Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and these guys don't get that much attention. So that tells you a lot about them. Both of them are superstars, and they will have Tom Brady throwing to them. Secondly, there are two tight ends on this roster right now, and Bruce Bruce Aaron usually does not utilize utilize tight ends the way other coaches do. But they have O.J. Howard, the former first-round tight end, and Cameron Brate, who for now is on the roster there's no guarantee he will be on the roster once the season starts because of his cap number but he would fit perfectly with Tom Brady. And then the offensive line in Tampa Bay, I would consider it to be above average. You have guys like Donovan Smith at left tackle, Ryan Jensen at center. You have Ali Marpet as well. There are pieces there on the offensive line. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of work that has to be done there, but there are pieces there on the offensive line. And then the coaching staff, and most notably, obviously, the head coach in Bruce Arians. Arians has worked with veteran quarterbacks in the past and has gotten the most out of them. Now, we don't really have to see much of Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Nothing to get out of him. But he has worked with Ben Roethlisberger, with Peyton Manning, with Philip, with not Philip Rivers, with Andrew Luck, with Carson Palmer when he was with the Cardinals and was almost an MVP of the enti- an entire National Football League. He has proven to be a head coach who gets the most out of quarterbacks, and now he gets to work with the greatest of all time with Tom Brady, and that will be fascinating to watch. So that basically takes care of all the quarterback movement that we've had up until this recording. Marcus Mariota signed with the Raiders. He will likely be the backup there and try to do what Ryan Tannehill did last year. Nick Foles was traded to the Chicago Bears literally right before we started recording this episode but then after that there's still a bunch of quarterbacks still available and as as we've said so many times leading up to free agency there are more quarterbacks available borderline starting quarterbacks available than there are starting jobs in the NFL so guys like Jameis Winston guys like Cam Newton Andy Dalton maybe Jacoby Brissett they might not have starting jobs in the NFL in 2020 because there are no more starting jobs available from the 32 teams we all know about how how much? How many quarterbacks are available in the draft with Joe Burrow and Tua and Herbert and Love and on and on. So there are a lot of quarterbacks available. So this quarterback carousel is nowhere near ending. So there's a lot more to come here in the coming days and weeks. So now here is my discussion with Greg Allman of The Athletic. He covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We obviously talked about Tom Brady, Shaq Barrett, and some other topics regarding the team. Before we go to that, a quick word from our sponsor, betonline.ag. With currently no NFL, no NBA, no NHL, no XFL, no March Madness, you probably think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you are wrong. Betonline.ag still has hundreds of places to wager from their online casino to poker and blackjack all open 24 hours a day and it is all done online sports is not totally done by the way if you're into mixed martial arts and esports, which is on the rise you can also bet on that be sure to use the promo code blue wire to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your new ticket to online action now here is my interview with Greg Almond of The Athletic. Joining me now on the My Sports Update football podcast, he covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for The Athletic, covering them for a very long time. It is Greg Almond. Greg, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for joining me. And what a 24 hours it has been in the football world, and especially in Tampa Bay. So let's start off the big news. It is Tom Brady coming to The Buccaneers. When did you start to realize that the Bucs actually had a shot at this? Because early on, it felt like it was the Chargers, Titans, Raiders, Colts, even the Dolphins. When did the Buccaneers get into this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think back in, like, January, I was pretty dismissive of it, really didn't think much of it, um, primarily because I didn't think he was going to leave New England. So I think maybe uh, about three weeks ago at the Combine, it was certainly a, a talking point there, um, kind of gave it enough credibility where we wrote a fairly big story, kind of outlining the pros and cons. Tampa might sell Tom Brady on why they're a good fit for him um, but for me it wasn't really likely or, or really serious until yesterday morning when he announced that he was leaving the Patriots kind of said goodbye and thanks to to Pets fans online and then once that I mean that's a huge hurdle to clear once that was out of the way now all of a sudden it made sense it seemed viable all they had to do was kind of beat the the chargers and whoever else was kind of in that last sprint to, to win him out and and get him signed here in the next 24 hours.
0: Right. A hundred percent. When Tom announced that he was going to move on from new England, that is when people really started to realize that this had a legitimate shot. Now, what do you think is the reason for Tom leaving new England after 20 years, six super bowls, leaving bill Belichick to join a Buccaneers team that has not made the playoffs since 2007.
1: Yeah, that's the big question. Um, you know, it, it's one of those where, I mean, I think his uh, his legacy has always been linked with New England, has been in the shadow of Bill Belichick. I don't know if that's a fact or not, but he certainly has a chance here to go out and win a title on his own and show that his success can be independent of, of the Patriots' success and of, of having Belichick as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, you know, I think it's one of those where, you know, most people, I don't think anyone has ever changed teams this deep into their NFL career after being with one team this long. Uh, you're talking about 20 seasons in one place. Normally it's it's stay there or retire. So this is very unprecedented, but again, Tom Brady's a, a very exceptional guy in many ways as as NFL players go.
0: So what exactly is next here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they came into the offseason with around 80 million in cap. They franchised Shaq Barrett, they brought back JPP, they obviously brought in Tom Brady. What is next in line here in free agency for the Buccaneers? Are there any players out there that would make sense to add onto this roster? Because Brady is coming. He's 43. He's going to be 43 when the season starts. It's now or never. So what's the plan?
1: Yeah, I mean, their cap room, like you said, is significantly down. I mean, they've, of that $80 million, they probably spent about fifty eight, sixty million. $60 um, And there's still big names they have to make decisions on. They have to decide if and Sue is coming back. Um you know, there's other free agents they'd like to bring back as depth pieces that they've waited on primarily to find out if they have Brady or not. So now that you have him here, this is a, um, a calling card. This is a chance to reach out to guys that maybe weren't interested in Tampa before just because now they have a chance to play with Brady and try and win a championship. So I think there are more people that will be interested and um, might be willing to take less with the chance to play with Brady, a uh, chance to go out and get a ring with him it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do both in familiar faces that Brady's played with and in just veteran players in general that want a chance to, to play with Brady and haven't had a chance because they haven't been in New England. Um, it, it'll be a curious thing to see what they can do with the next, uh, what they do with the remaining $20 million.
0: Are there any names out there that you think would make sense? I've seen Dion Lewis thrown around out there. Any other names?
1: Not yet. It's all kind of speculative right now. Um, People said that Brady wants Antonio Brown to play here. I don't know if that's going to happen. Everybody wants Gronkowski to come out of retirement. I don't think that's going to happen. I do think they'll find a way to get some of the big players that he had in New England. Uh, Here, you mentioned Deion Lewis um, as a pass-catching running back. is someone that Brady has worked with that makes a lot of sense. They might look for more in a running back. I think they're trying to upgrade there. Um, find somebody they can put with Ronald Jones and and have a more consistent, reliable run game that takes some of the pressure off Brady as quarterback.
0: Right, and you mentioned Dominican Sue, who was signed last off season, but he's currently a free agent. What is the plan there? Do they want to bring him back?
1: No, I think they're very interested in bringing him back. I um, mean, he's 33. Um, you know, he's, he's probably starting to get in the waning parts of his career, but I think he played a lot and was a big part of what was the NFL's number one run defense last year. Um, they've got a lot of free agents in their front step, and they brought Shaq Barrett back. They brought Jason Pierre-Paul back. They've lost Carl Massim to the Raiders now. Um, He got three years and $25 million, more power to him. Um, But in their front line, and Suh is a free agent. Bo Allen's a free agent. Raheem Nunez-Roches is a free agent. They have to make decisions on which of those to bring back to keep them as stout against the run as they were a year ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually saw a stat on Ndomic and Sue recently, which I thought would be good to share. In the last two seasons, Sue has lined up beside the NFL sack leader, Aaron Donald, in 2018 with the Rams. And then in 2019, obviously, with Shaq Barrett. So clearly, he makes an impact up front, even though the numbers might not show it. Now, lastly, Greg, and I really appreciate you taking this time. You mentioned Shaq Barrett before. He signed last offseason on a one-year deal for $4 or $5 million or 5000000 dollars Clearly, was a bargain after he exploded for nineteen and a half sacks in twenty nineteen. He gets the franchise tag this offseason. So, what is the plan now? Are they going to let him play on the franchise tag and tell him prove to us that you can do it again, or are they going to try to hammer out a long term deal and keep him in Tampa Bay for the long run?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they'd like to sign up a long term deal. Pass rushers are really expensive, so I mean, I think the franchise tag made a lot of sense for Shaq Barrett just because. He's only had one big year. I mean, He had 14 sacks in five years in Denver total. So as great as it was to have him have 19.5 sacks last year to lead the NFL in sacks, to set a team record for sacks, um, it, it kind of helps the Bucks to have a year to wait and see if he can validate that. I don't think he needs to have 19.5 sacks. I think if he has 15 next year, he's a pro bowler again. He's still playing at a very high level. He's only 27 years old. Um, so I think from the Bucs' standpoint, uh, his cost per year is probably not any more than it already was on a long-term contract. Um, if he gets a long-term deal in free agency, he's probably a $20 million a year guy. You get him for one year at, at $16 million with a franchise tag is it, kind of smart just to, just to have him get another year to, to validate his success and set himself up for a longer deal uh, a year from now.
0: Yeah, 100%. So we will see what happens with Shaq Barrett. He is going to be back with the Buccaneers for at least one more season. But the big news here is, of course, Tom Brady. He is joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That will be something incredible to watch. Greg, I really appreciate you coming on during this busy time. I know you have a bunch of other shows scheduled to go on. So thank you for coming on here. Stay safe. Keep up the great work. We'll chat soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks again. Stay safe.
0: A big thank you to Greg Allman for joining me on this week's episode. Clearly a lot going on down there in Tampa Bay, so very kind of him to join the podcast for a few minutes to share his thoughts on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, besides for all the quarterback stuff that happened over the last few days, there were a couple, or more than a couple, bombshell trades that happened that I want to discuss, and we'll start with the one that got us all started. It was DeAndre Hopkins, the superstar wide receiver, being traded from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals for a package that includes running back David Johnson and a second-round pick. Now, I, along with many people in this country, do not understand what the Texans are doing in this trade because, yeah, I know that DeAndre Hopkins wanted more money added to his contract. He has three more years left. Teams rarely redo contracts when there's three years left on a deal, and I also know that there are reports that Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins were not getting along. But that does not mean that you go ahead and you trade one of the best wide receivers in all of football for a second round pick, not a first round pick, a second round pick, And for a running back who has the worst contract of all running backs in the NFL and you're taking on the entire contract, it makes no sense. Let me explain to you something. A couple of years ago, the Texans traded Brock Osweiler to the Browns. They had to include a second round pick in order to make that deal happen and send that contract to the Browns, okay? I thought that earlier this offseason, the Cardinals' only way to trade David Johnson's contract away was to include a second or third round pick along with David Johnson in a potential trade. The Cardinals did that. They included a second round pick and David Johnson in a trade. But they got back DeAndre Hopkins in the deal. How crazy is that? I do not understand why Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans would do this deal. If they wanted David Johnson, they could have gotten him in a separate trade. If they were looking to trade DeAndre Hopkins, which they reportedly were... Why are you trading him for just a second round pick? You should be waiting until you get the right offer, just like the Raiders did with Amari Cooper, just like the Giants did with Odell Beckham Jr., just like the Vikings did with Stephon Diggs, just like the Vikings did back in the day with Percy Harvin. Don't trade your number one wide receiver. If you want to trade him, fine, but wait until you get a good offer. Why are you letting him go for a second round pick and a running back who has one of the worst contracts in all of football. It makes no sense to me. Anyone trying to justify it is just trying too hard. It makes no sense, and Houston Texans fans have a right to be angry. Now that I got that out of the way, let's move on to another trade that happened. This one really surprised me. The 49ers traded DeForest Buckner, their superstar defensive tackle, to the Indianapolis Colts for the 13th overall pick. And when you look at this trade, and we had Kyle Matson on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the 49ers have a decision to make on whether or not they want to keep Eric Armstead or let him go or they could possibly look to trade DeForest Buckner and then keep Eric Armstead. We both agreed that they're going to keep DeForest Buckner and move on from Armstead. Instead, the opposite happens. The 49ers agreed to extend Armstead on a five-year deal worth up to $85 million while they end up trading DeForest Buckner who, in my opinion, is up there with the Aaron Donald and the Fletcher Coxes uh, in the NFL. He's not as good as both those guys, but he's up there. He has been one of the best defensive tackles in all of football. He does not get much credit. He's one of the most underrated players on defense in the entire NFL. Chris Ballard saw that. Chris Ballard knows that. And Chris Ballard does something that really I would have never thought he would do because Chris Ballard really takes care of his draft picks. He takes those picks really seriously. And moving on from the 13th overall pick and giving it up, Ford DeForest Buckner is a big move, and he also gave him a massive new deal, a four-year deal worth $85 million. So two things that we really haven't seen much from Chris Chris Ballard, A, trading away high draft choices, and then B... Giving players massive, large new deals. Those are two things that we really haven't seen much from Chris Ballot since he took over the Colts. He has been, you know, take your time, draft, develop, and then sprinkle in free agents in holes that you have on the roster. But this is a massive move. And looking at it right now, you could say this is really a win-win for both teams. We haven't seen what the 49ers will do with that pick. We haven't seen Buckner play for the Colts. But when you look at things right now, the, the 49ers only had their first round pick in this year's draft. They had no second round pick, no third round pick, no fourth round pick. Now they have a 13th overall pick and the 31st overall pick. That gives them flexibility to move around the draft board and make some trades to get more picks if they would like to. And then the Colts, they, have, they haven't they have been able to figure out the defensive tackle position since Chris Ballard arrived there. And now you put DeForest Buckner in there and he is going to be a beast up front on that defensive line. And then the last trade that I want to talk about here is Stefan Diggs going from Minnesota to Buffalo. And this one really happened quickly. It escalated on Tuesday when Stephon Diggs took to Twitter. He said, it's time for new beginnings. And then he replied to someone and said, something is going to happen today. And something did happen. The Vikings traded him away for a package that includes a first round picks. The Buffalo Bills finally have a number one wide receiver for Josh Allen. And you have to give credit to the Minnesota Vikings because... Diggs has created a lot of drama over the last year and a half. Just last offseason, his brother was posting on Instagram a jersey swap of Diggs in a Washington Redskins jersey. Then, this offseason, he was posting videos on his Instagram working out in a Cardinals shirt. And then earlier in the season, this past season, he didn't even show up to the facility for two days before a week that they had to play against the New York Giants. And now this time around on Twitter, Twitter. He's putting out cryptic tweets that it's time for new beginnings and other stuff. The Vikings have done an excellent job of downplaying everything, of saying he's not available, of saying we're not trading him, of waiting for the right offer. Quietly, they've listened to other teams. Publicly, they've made it sound like they have no interest in trading him. And until Buffalo came along, offered that first round pick and the other picks in that package, they were not going to move him, so you gotta give credit to Rick Spielman, who. Who, look at it, Diggs did not want to be there. He signed that big term, big long extension. But ever since Kirk Cousins got there, he's been acting differently. So now you ship him off, send him to Buffalo, let him play with Josh Allen. And now Kirk Cousins has his, has his main guy in Adam Phelan. There's no more distractions. There's no more cryptic tweets. There's no more all these Instagram posts. And you have an extra first round pick now by getting rid of him. So... Give credit to Rick Spielman. Look at what Bill O'Brien did with DeAndre Hopkins. That is not the way to do it. The way Rick Spielman handled handled it with Stephon Diggs. That is the way to trade your star receiver. Downplay it. Let the public know as if you're not looking to trade him and wait for the right offer and then trade him. So kudos to the Vikings. And as for the Bills, look, Josh Allen now has Cole Beasley. He has John Brown. He has Dawson Knox. He has Devin Singletary. Now you put in Stephon Diggs as well. He has a solid offensive line. The Bills have been adding a bunch of other pieces via free agency. They have been drafting correctly. They're developing their players. I like what the Bills are doing. Hopefully, Stephon Diggs does not create drama there, but I really like what Buffalo is creating and I really like how Minnesota handled the Stephon Diggs trade rumors and eventually dealing him to Buffalo. That wraps up this week's My Sports Update football podcast. And to be honest, there is so much more that I can talk about, but there is just so much information that is coming in as I speak into this microphone right now that I keep on stopping, then recording, then stopping to check the computer or answer a message, then once again recording. So we'll stop it right here. And I look forward to next week's episode when we'll have at least one special guest on and possibly more. A few reminders. Before I sign off I know many of you Have already done this But make sure you have Your Twitter notifications on For the My Sports Update Twitter page So you don't miss anything That is going on During this free agency period A lot has happened And there is still more to come Make sure to check out The free agency tracker That is up on the website All the free agent signings Is up there With all the names That are available Who has signed Who has left It's a really good source Of how to check Check what is going on during this free agency period? And then one more thing, please, during this coronavirus pandemic, please make sure to stay safe. Wash your hands with soap. I know you've, you've heard this a million times already. Please make sure you're doing it. Don't do something stupid. Sneeze into your elbow. Don't go out into crowds. Let's get through this together. And hopefully, we will be done with it sooner rather than later. I am your host, R. Ar- I will be back with another episode next week. Until then, I'll get back to pumping out football information on Twitter. So long. I'll talk to you next week.